Welcome to episode two of the New York Giants cast. I'm myself, Harry. I'm here with Brendan. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How was your holiday? It was great, actually. First time I've ever been outside the uh, U.S., so got a little tan, but uh, now I'm ready to get back into the groove of things. NFL free agency looming. We got the draft combine already finished. And, uh, you know, I'm just ready to get back into the thick of things in football, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the season. Where did you go? I went to the Bahamas. Ah, decent, decent. Yeah, that's not, too, not too shabby. A little UK yeah. territory for you. <laughs> <laughs> So today we're going to be obviously talking about some of the cuts that have happened um, in terms of restructured contracts. So if yeah, if you want to start off with, with what you've got, yeah. So um, obviously we have a lot of cuts, restructures, and even a free agency signing from the Giants. Um, so I guess we'll start with the free agency signing since there's only one really notice, notable one we can talk about. So yeah. um, the Giants signed a one-year deal to. Off of the tackle, Matt Gano from the Atlanta Falcons. He played all 17 games last year for the Falcons. Played pretty well. Um, you know, just a death piece, in my opinion. You know, I don't think he's going to be uh, drafted or coming here just to start immediately. I feel like he could be one of those guys that could just be like a, a death piece. Um, had a pretty good uh, PFF grade. I'm pretty sure it was around the 70s. Um, so not too shabby and pretty cap-friendly deal for um, the Giants, especially on its on a team where we're shot for cap. So a pretty team friendly deal. Um, I'd probably give this one, you know, like around a B, you know, just because like it's, it's, it's offensive line cover. You're never going to get an A out of, out of a backup lineman, but I think Joe Shane did pretty well with his first move with his first sign. Um, what did you think, Harry? Yeah, I was, to be honest, I didn't really, um, I really, I saw before it actually got announced, but it sort of like came out of nowhere. I, I didn't actually expect it to go in for him. Um, yeah, I'm I'm more than happy with this signing. I think, you know, he's not an amazing player, but he's not a bad player. And I think he does obviously give us another option, um, another good option that we could have in our offensive line. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. I think, obviously, like you said, he played all the games last year. So we know we can get, um, because one thing the Giants have got is an injury problem. So it's always good to have someone fully fit and that can play all the games. But yeah, I think, obviously, like, you know, it's not um, obvious. It's, it's obvious to everyone that obviously our offensive line last year was was probably one of the worst in the league. So just to, you know, add, add someone new in, hopefully can give us different options and, you know, support Danny Jones a lot better. Yeah, I, I actually, I agree with that. I just think, like, you know, we, we kind of need an offensive line rotation. Um, we've had really bad luck with injuries with our offensive linemen. Obviously, we saw last year with um, uh, Gates going down and um, we had Andrew Thomas with an ankle injury. So just having providing backup. down. Yeah, I mean the whole team went down. That's 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 true. But but in particular, offensive line really struggled, and you know just getting good good quality depth pieces that have NFL experience is on a cap friendly deal. You can never like have enough bodies in camp. So I think having this guy come out there and maybe try and impress us. You know he'll never he'll never really start for us unless we get somebody injured. But honestly, I thought it was a good signing. Um, and I really hope that this obviously doesn't deter us from taking a tackle on the top seven with our two draft picks, but, you know, hopefully good signs to come. Hopefully Gano finds a spot here. You know, I think he can, um, he can really add some depth and, uh, you know, just in case we get those injuries, like we always seem to have. Um, but yeah, I, I think let's move into the, um, the reconstructures, the, the big thing, the big thing everyone's been talking about. How is Jonas Shane going to get the 40 million in cash space? 
Well, there was two obvious moves that the Giants were faced with. Uh, they were either going to reconstructure or term reconstructure is a bit uh, bad wording. It's really a pay cut. Sterling Shepard and Blake Martinez both take pay cuts and save the Giants $13 million total in cat space between the two of them for next year. So obviously Shepard coming off that Achilles injury and Blake Martinez coming off the horrific ACL injury in week three. Um, both guys coming back out to try and prove themselves again to see if they're worthy of, a, you know, that lengthy extension that uh, that they so desperately wanted. Um, so I love Sterling Shepard. He's been with the Giants for almost seven years now, one of my favorite Giants. You know, he can never stay on the field. It's really sad to see because he's got bags of, bags of potential, and I really think he can be a really solid piece going forward if he can just stay on the field for all 17 games. And Blake Martinez, obviously, we saw he was all-pro – caliber in 2020 unfortunate end of his season on a free play in 2021 but I'm glad to see him back he's the anchor of our defense Joe Shane did really well to get lower that cap hit as much as possible and get us ever so close to that 40 million that we're trying to get to um so I wanted to get your thoughts on this so even with uh, we'll start with Shepard first even with Sterling Shepard Darius Slayton Kenny Galladay Kadarius Tony would you like the Giants to take a wide receiver in the draft? And how do you see Sterling Shepard's role getting impacted by that? Uh, good question. Jesus. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the draft, wide receiver? Uh, that's tough. I don't know. I've done a couple of mock drafts, and I think out of the three, have I ever done three now? I think out of the three, I think I've only picked a wide receiver once. So I'm not too heavy on it. <laughs> um, look, the contract situation, like they've done amazing to get, say, thirteen million there, restructure their contracts. I'm just going to say two things about it. Number one, in relation to getting them both restructured, when people were coming at us on Twitter saying source, source, oh, this is just oh rubbish. What are we talking about about, about the Blake Martinez contract? Look, we had our sauce. We had the sauce. We had the ketchup. We had the mayonnaise. We had it all there. We knew what we were doing. And we tweeted it, and it got loads of likes, loads of retweets. People were slating us. There was quote retweets saying, don't listen to this. And it, it went and happened. So, you know, maybe we, we know more than we actually think we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, like, the two of these players, obviously, like you said, coming off long-term injuries, yeah, it made sense. I'm, I'm sure, and that's obviously part of the reason why they probably accepted it. They understand that coming off big injuries you know they can't be they're not going to expect to get big money and if they go anywhere else they're probably not going to get that money elsewhere anyway because of their injury so I think they've both just sort of accepted that because of their injuries and happy to take the pay cut and I think if if it wasn't Joe and Brian at the, at the helm maybe it was different maybe if we keep the Joe Judge and all that brigade oh, do they sign on and restructure their contracts probably not but yeah. I think I think a lot of players you'll see, especially the Giants uh, from last year, will be like, okay, we've got to give this a chance because it's new, uh, new team, new staff. We you don't we don't want to leave, and then the Giants t- like blow over the East. You know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Could have done something there. Like I think that's why uh, Saquon will probably stay. I just can't. I don't think we're going to get a luxurious enough trade offer to tempt us to actually sort of negotiate and I also think that Barkley may be looking at it going if I leave I don't ever know what will actually happen because he's played under like awful 
an awful team, basically. And Barkley's obviously not bagged into potential. So, if he plays in a good team, I'll be getting the best of him. But anyway, yeah, back to Shepard and Martin, Martinez. Look, I love both of them. I actually, I'm a big fan of Blake. Um, and I, I was worried when it was going viral if he was going to like come for us and be like, oh, fake news. You know how like some professionals, like they see like tweets about them and they'll be like, this is fake. Yeah. So, I was sitting there thinking, if this doesn't come out, like I'm screwed. I'm no, no. <laughs> our page is no longer valid. But that, yeah, I think the, the work they're doing our our off season so far has been nine out of ten. Like it's the what we're doing a lot. Like I said, a lot of players would have walked away not taking these uh, cuts. We've got two good players there that we're going to retain, who will keep um, you know us as a strong team, and we're going to improve that obviously with in the in the draft. Yeah, wide receiver. I. I I don't know. I'm I'm torn on that. I I would say no. I think we have enough. Um, do we have enough quality? It's hard to tell because the last couple of years under Joe Judge and that, it's been important. You can't judge that anymore. We sort of got to move on from that. Um, but I think there's definitely other areas that we need to focus on more. And I I still I'm still torn on the actual debate of, you know, do we draft? Do we um, trade for the seven? And go down and get some more picks in the later rounds. I saw someone do a, um, a draft, uh, one of the mock drafts, and they it looked it looked quite good. They traded down at the seven. I think they got the Jaguars pick. I can't remember if that was twelve or nineteen, but they got that one. And uh, I think they got like two more picks with it, and it looked quite decent with the players he picked. But yeah, no, back to the actual point that you actually made. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Martinez. I'm yeah, I'm more than happy with the contracts. I think it makes sense for both parties. They both stay on another year, see what happens with the Giants. And we obviously save cap space, which is clearly our number one priority at the moment. I think it's uh, – you, you bring up some great points there. I I was just thinking, like, you know, just in case, like, maybe, like, Slayton um, underperformed or something like that, that maybe we go, like, mid-round and try and get a receiver because as we've seen through the Bills organization, guys like Isaiah McKenzie, um, even, like, Cole Beasley, like, all mid-round picks from – previous mid-round picks yeah um, they just love their like mid-round talent and just developing them in within their organization and not paying the big bucks for you know i mean obviously stefan diggs was like the the one exception but when you have stefan diggs and you can trade him for a first round pick you're going to do that all day but um i think it would be it'd be worth a shot maybe in like the fifth or sixth round if there was a guy that fell a little bit to just take yeah, a chance on guy. It, it would work is if someone had fell that low and you'd be like, yeah, it's, it's silly not to sort of take him. But I think if it's if there isn't anyone obviously glaring at you going, yeah, you need to take him, then I I, I would probably not. Right. And I think that goes along like with like the Darius Slayton type, which is like where, where Slayton was supposed to be like the second round pick. And then he dropped, I think, the fourth round when we picked him from Auburn yeah. uh, with 20, 2017. And He's or twenty eighteen. He and he really developed into a great. I mean, for his for his value, developed into a great little pick for us. But I think um, we should definitely consider other areas before, like this. Why for me? But no. um, definitely, if there's a later round pick, maybe consider it. But I guess on, on another point with that with Blake Martinez is, I saw a lot of uh, mock drafts. Uh, Choose having the Giants take Devin Lloyd out of Utah, and they they're two kind of the similar players. Um, although I think Devin Lloyd's a little bit more of a pass rushing linebacker than 
um, just like your stereotypical, like Blake Martinez, who just like wraps up tackles and stuff like that. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad with that. I wouldn't mind the Giants solidifying their linebacking core. They haven't had a great linebacking core in quite some time. I don't want to see Tate Crowder on the field for 200 snaps anymore. I'm sorry. It's not, not my thing, but I wouldn't mind Devin Lloyd. I just want to hear like maybe your thoughts on that. Like I, because I think this free construction with Blake Martinez, maybe Wink Martindale thought like maybe he could be like my, not like Ray Lewis, but you know, like kind of like maybe Terrell Suggs. And then he kind of needs that Ray Lewis next to him. So maybe he does go after another linebacker in the draft. What would you think of that? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any problem with that. It, it, once it, like the draft is one of these things. Yeah, it's like it's like a jigsaw, um, and that's the only way. I could, it's just all like it's just everything just changes very quickly. Um, one minute, you know, you only got to look at what we're doing at the moment, um, and how the draft will work, and things will come out of nowhere. I I wouldn't be against getting someone similar to Blake, um, but once again, it's like it's like a wide receiver thing, right? I don't. I don't think it's a priority that we have to get something like that. Um, no. I can see Don uh, Martin Dow maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if he's obviously looked. At, he probably looks at the tapes and stuff like that. Maybe he's maybe he's trying to push for one. Um, but you know, we won't. No, the thing is, this, this is all talk, right? We won't know anything until draft day until somebody gets picked. So yeah, I'd be open to the idea of it. Um, but once again, like wouldn't say it's a must that we have to do. Like, it wouldn't be like, we don't do it. Oh, we've had a poor draft. But once right. again, do it. You know, great. We've got someone in. It's not. It's also not an amazing, like, oh, my God, the Giants went and signed this guy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think, like, you know, it, was, it wouldn't be, like, a terrible pickup. I no. mean, he's, he's a stud in college. Don't don't get me wrong. But yeah. um, I yeah, think we have four games. More growing, more glaring fits. I'll say that. Yeah. Or more glaring needs. Like, we need a guy opposite Aziz. We need O tackle. We need, I mean, I guess if we trade Logan Ryan, which is like looking a little bit more possible day by day. We need another safety, maybe Kyle Hamilton. Um, and then obviously, you know, we, we have other positions of need, like cornerback. What if James Bradbury's gone? We need that number one guy, Sauce Gardner's. Yeah, I think James Webb is going to be gone. I'm not going to lie. I can see it coming out in the next couple of days. Just keep hearing yeah. talk about him. And I'm like, because yeah. I, I don't think he's going to restructure his contract. I think they may just cut him. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because I do I love James Bradbury. Yeah, I like him as well. I just and coming out at the moment from the news. Although, once again, like, who can you trust in the news at the moment? Yeah, exactly. And even with Blake, so. I'm not believing anybody at the moment. Until I see it on the official New York Giants Twitter account, didn't happen. And I just think um, we kind of need to um, focus our areas on more, like, where, like, we literally, like, don't have a player there. You know what I mean? Like, like the Giants of old, when we won the Super Bowls, we had that front seven that was just not, like, dominant. Like, literally probably top five in the league. Maybe not the best in the league, but you know, top five. Yeah. Like yeah. top, top, top end talent. Build around Leonard Williams, Aziz Ozolari. Those are two great picks or two great pieces. And then, you know, Dexter Lawrence is in and out. Like he's not really like re- reliable. You kind of need that that guy, you know, the big guy, like the Joey Bosa, the um JJ Watt, the TJ Watt, you know, that type of guy to anchor your defense. 
if those are going to wing Martindale system where he loves to rush, rush the passer, if you can't get guys that can get to the quarterback, then what's the point of blitzing? Because you're just going to get toasted for 200 yards or 300 yeah. yards every game or whatever. So definitely defensive end. And my eyes on Kayvon Thibodeau, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I if we, if he dropped, I don't, I don't think he's going to drop to number five though. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a bit of a toss-up. I think like a lot of uh, draft uh, analysts have either going at four or going at. It's like all up in the air. Like, yeah, I think uh, if he look, if he gets to five, we signing him. That's just. Yes. But it's just whether he goes at four. I think he may go at four. It's very. I think it's very possible he goes at four. That's where he's been. Uh, I mean, I just don't. Unless they make some moves within the next couple of days to solidify. Their offensive line. I don't see how they pass on one of the three tackles. Um, it's just a matter of if, like, who goes ahead of them. Like, do, do the Texans go offensive line? Do the uh, I don't even know. Like, I think I'm just getting a little off topic here, but I um, I just think the the Giants need to like, like all this is coming to like coming towards like the free agency's beginning. The draft obviously is, is really important to come. It just happened, but we really need to figure out how like these new restructured guys will fit into our new schemes. And I think this is the right coaching staff to exploit all that potential that we have, especially from last year. I thought our team was, you know, eleven and five or eleven and six potential, but the coaching staff was terrible. We had bad injuries. Um, so I, it's just interesting to see like what we do to fill some of these voids. Um you know, obviously, Connor's a good start, just having that offensive line depth. But, you know, that's not a game changer. Like, I want to see, I want to see the thought for a game changer. You know, if we get, if, if Bradbury goes, we get Sauce Gardner. And that, that, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a big ticket guy. Um, so I don't know. I just want, I, I just wanted to rant a little bit there, you know, just, just, to, just to get, um, <laughs> but I think, um, Shepard and Mar- just go going back to the, the the overall point of the question I asked before. I think uh, Shepard and Martinez. I'm glad they're back, I, especially on a team friendly deal with with little cap um, hits. Unless they perform better, so props to Joe Shane on that. Um, and then obviously, I think we have I think what like four cuts or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, who were they? Let me. So, so I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through the, the first one. So the, the first one, um, probably the biggest one is Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is gone from the Giants. Um, signed that two-year, $16 million contract last year. Everyone thought that he was going to be the guy that Daniel Jones would hit target in the end in the red zone along with Kenny Galladay. But we know how that ended. He did not receive many targets yeah. in the red zone. and he, We literally said it last year when we did our podcast. We were like, oh, wait, no, we're going to be happy with him. Yeah, no. but we were not obviously, and he was a great leader in the rock locker room. Don't get me wrong, great, good good guy to have around. But you know, on the eight million dollar contract for a guy who caught probably like twenty passes last year at max, um, you can't really have that. And you know, he's, he he didn't really have a great run blocking year as well. So it was an obvious cut in my opinion. Yeah. I wish him the best, but um, and obvious and. I think, and going or before I ask you another question, um, that we cut our other tight end, Caden Smith. Caden Smith is now gone as well. Um, he he was our better run blocking guy. You know, we caught a few passes here and there, 
um, longtime giant. Um, but you know, I think the I think the the Joe Shane and Brian Dayball wanted to go fresh clean. One guy from the draft, one guy from free agency in the tight end department, which I don't blame them for because the Giants have had really weak tight end play um, for a while. Um, so what do you uh, so what do you think about those two cuts? Obviously, Evan Ingram, but he's most likely to be traded. What do you think about um, the two tight ends that are loose? Yeah, so I'll start with Kyle Rudolph. Um, yeah, I mean, like we said last year when when we got him in, I was I was quite excited actually of signing him. Just didn't perform, and like you said, obviously eight million a year on a two year deal. Like you can't just be a leader in the dressing room; you actually have to perform on the pitch as well. Like I get you have leaders and stuff like that in the changing room, but you also don't have to go put the performance out for sixty minutes. You know, whether you're at home or away, and he he just didn't do that. Like like you said, he probably didn't even catch twenty times. So yeah, I mean, it made sense. It was just it ended up being a very poor signing that we made. Along with, you know, he's not the only one, you know, not not using him as a scapegoat. He's not the only pers- person we signed that hasn't lived up to expectations. But, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Like, it's just it's just not, it doesn't fit this team. Um, I'm sure he'll probably do well anywhere else he goes. Just didn't work out last year for him. Best of luck to him. But I think it's the correct decision the Giants have made to, to cut him because he's definitely not a player I saw like going before we even cut him going into the plans next year thinking okay we need to keep hold of him um, and in the second one so who was the second one? Sorry. Caden Smith Caden Smith yeah yeah no a person like not that bothered that we cut like I saw I think I sort of knew this one before it actually came out I'm pretty sure it was Caden I can't remember now but yeah another player like I don't know. Like at the end of the day, we, we won four games last season, so we we knew loads of players were going to get cut. These two getting cut aren't a surprise. I think if you ask Giants fans to get the whole team sheet out and then sort of just tick people you think are going to get cut, these two would have been like on most people's list based on their salary, mm-hmm. based on their performances. Because you have to remember, there's obviously players that have probably played worse, but on less salary, so there's no point in cutting them. But yeah, um, I can't remember what was Smith on again. Um, I don't know. Um, I think we only drafted him a few uh, not not too long ago. So. Yeah, so it weren't on too much, but yeah, obviously, like Kyle Rudolph, for example, was obviously on. You know, you paid sixteen million over two years for someone. You expect, you know, you don't expect amazing, but you expect, you know, worth your contract. Basically, it's like any standard job. You go work in an office, you get paid X amount. You got to do your job up to that standard. You go pro- get promotion. You got to do more for your job than like yeah, paying eight million a year for someone to play like that. I could have gone out there, and I'm you know twelve stone and five foot ten, so it says something. Um, but yeah, like both of them, like like I said, obviously I'm not sorting or anything like that. I wish them both the best of luck. They'll probably both find different teams. If they do well, they do well. But yeah, it it made perfect sense for Joe to cut them. Um, not not part of the plans going forwards weren't going to benefit the Giants next season. So, yeah, not not too bothered by that. And not happy, like, not happy because you never want to see players get cut, but, like, happy mm-hmm. with the to, to cut these types of players that we don't need going forward. Absolutely. Um, I, I just think, like... Um, so, just as we signed that, that that guy, Chris Mayer, or Mayerick back, I think the, the guy that caught two touchdowns last year, um, I think... Like he's a kind of a kid, a Caden Smith replacement, in a way. I think he can get more time. 
in my opinion. So I, yeah. I really don't see a way in which Caden Smith was going to get time at all. And like when you're on that contract, that's like a little bit above veterans minimum. You're not going to pay that to a guy that's not that's going to ride the bench. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just. So, yeah, it's, it's sad to see them go, but at the end of the day, business is business. Exactly. We want to bet for then, you know, we've got to cut players off and we need to rebuild. So, yeah, make yeah I'm happy with, like I said, not happy, happy, but like happy with the decision for them to get cut. And we have to now just, you know, go into the draft, get pick up some good free agents and mm-hmm. sort of move on from them types of players. Yeah. And I guess another one that we could throw in there would be kind of like that similar to the Kyle Rudolph situation would be Devontae Booker. Yeah. Um, First he, year, yeah, he, he's he's – he was on like four million or something like that, so not like really a team friendly deal for a guy who was a backup running back. So I, I really think um, he was another domino that was going to fall. He was, he, you know, you know what? I didn't really mind Booker. I thought yeah, he, he wasn't bad. Out. Contract, yeah, bad. I mean, wasn't bad, right? No, he weren't bad. But it's a contract you're paying. If you're paying someone that amount, they obviously need to be more impactful for the team. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean we're not these aren't the worst players the Giants had last season. These are the players that based on their contract wasn't living up to what they were earning. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the difference. Sometimes, you know, there's players that are a lot worse but are being paid not peanuts or the NFL players being paid well. But you know, if you're earning this amount and you're not playing like you are earning that amount, you're at the end of the season you're gonna get risk getting cut and the oh, yeah. them guys, you know, not a terrible player. You know, if he was on a lot less, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. He'd probably still be on the team. But because he's earning like four million a year, you've got to weigh up, okay, is he actually worth four million a year or can we get maybe two people for, for the same amount but get more output because we're signing two players? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just, it's one of them, you know, not the worst player. And I once again wish him all the best, but doesn't get many, won't, won't get many minutes next season on a contract like that. It just makes sense not to have him on the team anymore. Yeah, and I mean, I love Devontae Booker. I think he 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 averaged like almost like four over four yards of carry, um, for us. You know, he was on a hundred attempts to you know like when when Saquon was gone, he was providing us good value. But he thrives on a team where you know like where I think Booker thrives on a team where he can um get into the play action, get a little screen game and, and going and stuff. And you know, he's a tough guy between the tackles. I don't know he. For the money he was making in a backup role, you don't you don't really pay that to a backup running back. I'm sorry. No. Um, so it was pretty and that's, easy that's what we're saying, right? We're saying he's not a terrible player, but the amount he was earning, we needed more from him. That, that's yeah, that's, exactly. That's to be an end of it. And that's for most of the people that are gonna get cut this year. It's gonna be they're not terrible players, just for what they were earning, they weren't giving us enough. And that's you know, that operates not only in football in everywhere walk of life. If you're earning more than someone else, you need to be doing more than someone else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just like, I mean, Devontae Booker, I would love to have him back on like a, you know, like a very, uh, like a, on a cheaper contract. Like he'd be the perfect backup running back, but just not for that money. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they actually, it to, I didn't actually see anything about that. So I'm not even sure if they even looked into that. But nah, yeah. I, I think more of like the, the pay cut guys were the guys who were, um, coming back from injury and like who had like yeah. you know had starting spots i i think booker is just the backup guy who you know he's healthy but you know he's not really looking for 
Um, at this point in his career, I really don't think he's looking for um, like less money or anything like that no, because no, he's the backup now. So like it's you know it's kind of tough for him to carve out a role. He just wants playing time. So I think it was pretty easy for him to get cut. Yeah, nice. No, that's true. And um, I get I get the, the one last cut. Um, which thank God, thank <laughs> God he's gone. Riley Dixon got cut. He was making almost $5 million a year. Absolute bonehead contract given to him by, you know, who the, the man that – I told you I'd never mention his name again, so I'm going to keep it that way. Um, but Riley Dixon's gone. He was god-awful last year. Part of the reason why we lost a lot of these games, especially the game against Washington and the game against um, Philly and a few other games that we got blown out in, um, his, his punting was just – abysmal and I, I closed my eyes every time I I saw him punt because you know I just didn't want to watch it it almost burned my eyes um but I'm glad he's gone you know he seemed like a nice guy but you know like when it when it comes to um the football business you can't really be a nice guy and have a have a role in this league they're a nice guy there's other jobs where you can be a nice guy just not a football player I'm sorry so uh, yo he was just not it for me and I'm glad that we got Contract, um, some guy in the future reserves contract that I don't me good in ain't it? Yeah, um, yeah, from the uh, yeah, so not, not as, and I, I also keep my eye out for that punter that was in the combine for the Giants, a late rounder as well, um, or maybe as an undrafted guy. But I just really, I'm glad that Riley Dixon's gone. Yeah. That we get give her that money, um, much needed five million that we get, and barely took on any dead cap with that. So. I mean, I don't know if there's much for you to say here, but I'm just, I'm just glad he's gone. No, so, I, 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 I it's just, yeah. It, I mean, this one was like you know, talking about ticks and who would you cut kind of thing. Riley Dixon was literally everyone's first tick. Like he just had to go. It was just, yeah, it was awful. Like, like once again, good guy, like you said, but you can't have. Sometimes you can't have good guys in the team. You need a bit of, you know, backbone, bit of power. But, yeah, he just, yeah, like you said, closing your eyes every time he punted it. It's just, yeah, it was always going to happen. And five million can go elsewhere. And, you know, like getting to this 40 million cap space again and going back to that point, it's five million that, you know, we, we don't, don't have to worry about because for the once again, the money he's earning, output, it's not really, not really getting it from him. So, yeah, I mean, he literally cost us about, what, three or four games last season? For his terrible yeah, punch, so easily, easily, yes. So I mean, I don't get me wrong. Wasn't the only, once again not the only player uh, that was awful, but you know, as a punter, when you come on for what you probably only come on the pitch for a grand total of five minutes a game. For then five minutes, you just got to get it correct, and yeah, I don't think he ever did. So yeah, glad he's gone. I think that was probably the most expected one out of all of them that have been cut, um, just because of how how poor it was for him last year and you know the contract is on five million they were probably looking at that going well that's five million we can put elsewhere and you know improve the team elsewhere so yeah no good to see him go uh best of luck to him wherever he does go next but from the giants perspective it's five million saved and we we can improve that position easily yeah we usually like, literally pick up a guy off the streets and just have him punt and just get the ball. Yeah, I'll yards. do it. Giants, hit me up. I'll do it. Fly me over. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll... It's not, 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 it's not,
not rocket science for uh for for everyone so i mean i i just i'm, I'm glad he's gone i'm glad he's gone <laughs> she i'm not sure he'll get another job to be honest just because of how poor he is and he hasn't really been very good ever so it'll be the super bowl next year watch we'll be, we'll be sat there and, yeah uh we're, we're kings of that we're kings of the guys <laughs> Kings of breeding the guys that go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but yeah, no, good, good to see him, guy. Best of luck to him. But yeah, like you said, probably he'll struggle to get it. The only reason an NFL team might pick him up is if they're struggling um, and there's no like other punters out there. But even then, I imagine they'll find someone else. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time believing that he's gonna um, find find unless he gets like a backup job and somebody gets hurt. But. Um, <laughs> I have a hard time believing that he's going to find a um, job in this league, but you know, yeah. it's best of luck to him. I hope I, I, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope to see him play better. But you know, it's just yeah, it's not in a Giants uniform. Yeah, it's, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think we went through pretty much everyone, right? The only but we did wave um, Caden Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I think we regrouped that with uh, the Kyle Rudolph. Thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think um, anything else you need you want to say before? Uh, um, I think I mean we done. We covered Shep. We covered Blake. Um, yeah, I think we've I think we've told this. We've covered everything big up until now. I think obviously the next thing now is obviously going to be the draft in the end of April, free agency as well. But in terms of now, I think like at the moment I'm I'm happy with the way it's going. Uh, in terms of Giants off the pitch, it's just on the pitch may may still be tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's lovely seeing players come in, restructure contracts, and it it does seem from and like every team does this well because it's it's the whole point of social media. You're not going to put out bad stuff. It does seem like there is a good thing going on at the Giants at the moment in the backroom staff and what they're doing with like the restructuring of the contracts, etc. But you know, we all know how it is, but, you know, they're not going to turn around and go, oh, they're having trouble to sign contracts and this, that and the other. Giants are only going to tweak good stuff out. So, look, it's all it's all going well at the moment. There's probably going to be a few hiccups on the roads through the draft, through free agency. But at the moment, you have to be happy. Whether you're happy at the end of, end of week one, I don't ask me. I don't know about that. Because uh, if we're, you know, 21-0 down at halftime, then I'll be frying beers at the TV. <laughs> but, nah. we, we've been too accustomed to, to the last couple of years. Yeah, so I mean, I'll probably be fine beers if we're winning, to be honest, I won't be used to it. <laughs> I mean, my TV's already taken enough damage from just this industry. Oh, no. no it, you know, it's even my TV, it's everyone else in the house. Honestly, they think someone's getting murdered sometimes. So <laughs> like, I've been asked to go out and watch the game sometimes because it's like I'm just loud. And it just frustrates me. Like, how did you get so loud watching a game of, of like football? And I'm like, you watch it. You actually watch that and don't get annoyed. And you sit there and like, I, the best way I can describe last season, and I'm going off a bit off of a tangent here, but the only way I can describe last season is like, you know, if you play like the PlayStation or Xbox, if like one of your analog sticks just stopped working and it like just lagged out, that was like every game last season. Like, it just done like the wrong thing. Like, you press like X to throw a pass and it would do something else. Like that's the only way I can explain last season, and that's why I got really stressed. So, 
yeah, hopefully less stress this year. I, I am thinking of doing um, like full-time reactions on YouTube and stuff like that, which might just bring a bit of extra content. But, you know, we'll see what happens in it. We've got to get through free agency in a draft first. Yeah, I really appreciate you for everyone listening today. Um, this has been Brendan Perry from the New York Giants cast, and I um, hope that you guys have a good week, and we will be back next week with a, with a new podcast. Yep, yeah, see you boys in a bit. Peace.